When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News from the Krabby Coffee Shop is brought to you by AimHighConstructionMN.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. She done? Oh. Um. <laughs> You know, I really should prepare some remarks for this opening segment of this show, but uh, well, yeah, what the hell. Um, I do know one thing, and my talkers, you're not going to like this. Your cat is straight up evil. We're going to talk. Oh. We're going to talk about kitty cats, uh, <laughs> and I've owned many over the years. I, I'm catless right now, although uh, random barn cats show up from time to time. And then we've got a Star Wars story, but uh, what's coming later in the show is what's uh, really exciting um, to me. I hope it's exciting to everybody else. But Don, do this, uh, do this dumb cat story. Okay. And I read it, and uh, I think it confirms what I've thought for many, many years. Okay. So new research suggests that your cat is likely using sounds to keep track of you wherever you are, even if you're not in sight. So they create mental maps that track where their owner is located based on the direction of certain sounds. This was an ability that people didn't know about before this study, but we all knew it, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's really interesting because what they did is they would play like a voice of their owner in one room. And, you know, the cat would just probably keep their eyes closed, but their ears were moving around. Mm -hmm. And then they would play it from another room like... Mm-hmm. And then they would kind of be confused. Right. So they were shocked. They shocked the cats because they were confused. They heard Fluffy over here and then Fluffy in the other room. So um, they knew and then they went further with it. They can hold a mental representation of the unseen owner. And um, I think we all knew that because you will call a cat. And yeah. It won't come. No. Because it doesn't want to. <laughs> right. But it Ever. knows that you've called them. Yes, it's absolutely. Not, they, they like play possum. They right. pretend They pretend like they're asleep, but you can see that their ears are rotating like almost 360 degrees, <laughs> and they, uh, they don't want to come. No, they won't jump on your lap when you ask them to. They won't no. get off your lap. They won't. They, they literally won't do anything you want them to do except whatever their cat. It's a cat deal. I had a cat. I had a cat. I actually had a couple of cats. Super, super annoying. Uh, Good kitties, though. Um, But both of these cats that I had, um, and they were both gifted to me. People had allergies or whatever. I had to take them, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm such a good person. (laughs) Oh Oh, my! Here we go. (laughs) Anyway, Bristol, one of my cats, knew when I was coming home and I could hear her meowing in the kitchen before I even got close to the door and she didn't have access to a window. She couldn't see me. She couldn't hear me. But as I neared the house, I could hear her meowing and then she wouldn't shut up for the first, oh, five, 10 minutes that I was home. And she was meowing and rubbing up against me and being super friendly. Ten minutes later, she uh, that was out of her system. Wouldn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I lived in an apartment here in the Twin Cities, and I had an illegal cat. I hadn't told them I had a cat. Sure, sure. Because I didn't want to pay the deposit. <laughs> right. So terrible. <laughs> right. But I could hear her, Nellie, crying as I got off the elevator, yeah. and I thought, oh, my God, are you doing this for every person? Is this, is this all day? I You're going to give me away. I know. I thought, does she know it's me? I hope she's not doing this for every person that comes down the hall, because <laughs> then people are going to know I have a cat. I swear it's just you. I, I think it's just you. They know the rattle of our keys or whatever. And Bristol wouldn't do it for uh, my wife or my son. 
or no, my son wasn't around when Bristol was, so it was just my wife. Uh, but no, wouldn't do it. And then we had another cat uh, that was also gifted to us, and um, my son named him Ricky Carmichael. He's a he's a dirt bike racer, okay. motorcycle, a motocross guy, uh. and named him Ricky Carmichael. And uh, Ricky was the same way. Uh, he he knew when we were coming home and was aloof and not friendly unless it wanted to be, and then mm. you couldn't get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. My cat's full name was Nellie Olson from no, from Little House. <laughs> yeah, she was uh, sneaky and kind of mean, and you know I loved her. But John, it's a well-known we, fact we, that you're a, a dog guy. Have you ever had uh, cats? Yeah, when I was a kid, we had a cat, and and the one I remember specifically was named Smokey because it was all black. Yeah, and uh, Smokey was this was in the '60s, so That's you know funny. the cat would go out. I had a Smokey, John. I think everybody did. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, if uh, she'd no be out, or he was a he, he'd be outside for days, you know, getting into fights, oh, coming home yeah. with sore, sores and stuff. Bloody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but always find always find his way home. But the thing was, I was I don't know maybe six, seven, eight, right in that age range, and he would uh, some days when I come home would come home from school or wherever I was playing, he'd stand in front of our door and just stare at me, and he wouldn't move, <laughs> which I think scared it's the living what is that? hell. Out of me. What is that? Where is plotting your They're demise? Scanning. Right? They're doing a scan. That's ex- it's exactly what it looks like. And it looked like if you make one more step toward this door, I'm going to rip your arm off. That's exactly what I got out of all of those encounters. You ever and tried? I wouldn't go in sometimes. I'd just stand outside yeah. and wait you for You ever try the staring contest with him? You cannot win a staring no, contest with a stupid no. cat. Impossible. So, <laughs> I mentioned barn cats. We have this barn cat. It's an orange tabby that shows up nah, maybe once a month. Hangs out for a day or two, always meows and runs up to us and tries to get food. Skinny, bony little thing, but super friendly. I won't touch it. The roommate always pats it and gives it a little something. Well, as it turns out, we found out the barn cat be- <coughs> excuse me, belongs to a neighbor. And if you take the gravel road, it's about two miles to the neighbor's house. Uh, the cat travels cross country about a mile, but does this frequently. And it just disappears from the neighbor's house and uh, shows up at our house. Yeah, I don't know. Fed. Maybe. I, I've told the roommate, you never feed a barn cat. Keep them hungry. That way they're hunting yeah. mice, right? Uh-huh. That's true. So newsflash, I'm a bit of a nerd. Yeah. And a, that? a while back, <laughs> I watched a dog and cat documentary on Netflix. And that cat thing you just talked about, Kenny is insane because indoor outdoor cats so say you have a cat that you know whatever yeah. lives with you but you maybe let it out once or twice a day yeah cats don't love confrontation so what they will do is they go out and they when they go out they know it's because oh Johnny the neighbor cat whatever it is he's already out 15 minutes ahead of me so I won't see him <laughs> oh so they basically oh. plot everything oh out oh my god you're kidding me no oh. i'm serious by time and send and then your wow. in, your indoor outdoor cat, when you let it out, by and large, it's taking the same route every dang day. Yeah. So it goes out. It, we call that cat, it does cat the same around. Thing. Sound cat really? around, yeah. Well, that's actually pretty normal for critters, for wild critters. Raccoons do the same thing. Uh, coyotes do the same thing on, on like a 50-mile loop. Once a week, they'll travel the same trails through the woods and fields. That's how people catch them. I had a, two cat stories from hunting this year. Early on, about a month ago, I'd say early October, I'm sitting out in a field, and uh, I'm in a like a marshy area. Ew. And, I've, and I've got, I've got, it's dried up. I've, okay. you know, and I'm using the grass as cover, and I've got a bunch of goose decoys out in a plowed field, and uh, here comes a cat. And it's about 100 yards away. It sees the goose decoys, <laughs> sneaks up on them. You know, oh. the cat, the cat crouching sure. yeah. really, really slowly. I love it. Gets up to one of the goose decoys and puts its nose up against it, smells it. And it's like it, you couldn't figure out what it was. And then it went to another one, and it got closer to me and closer to me. And the wind was in my favor. And finally, I said out loud, I said, Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Bam! That thing was gone in a shot. The yes. funniest thing I've ever seen. And then it happened again last week. I'm in the woods in a deer stand, and same thing. This and it was a different cat comes creeping out of the woods and 
was hunting and looking for mice and got close to the deer stand and I just said, Hello And now they're writing a manifesto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they actually know each other and yeah, the other I, one sent the other one out to see where you were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do have a couple of real do we want to do sad cat stories? Oh I, I had a I had a cat John that, doesn't. Did you a cat, hear him? When I was a, um, I think I was out of high school, but I was living at home. This white, dumb white cat shows up at our house, and immediately adopts me and would not leave me alone. I'd be at the workbench, it would jump up on the workbench and oh. then jump up on my shoulders, and I'd put him down like I'd a toss, parrot. Yeah, I'd toss him down on the floor. Two seconds later, he's back in my shoulders. Would not leave me alone. Well, finally, this cat disappeared, and I thought, oh, what a relief. This thing finally gone. I don't have to deal with this very friendly cat. I don't think I named it. And uh, a week or so later, I'm at the girlfriend's house. She lives in a uh, dormitory type of apartment in St. Cloud going to school there. And I had a 65 Chevy at the time, and I walk out her front door, and I see a I see a little bit of white hanging down oh, from under oh, no. my front of my car, and I said, "Tammy, you might want to go inside. I've got a, <laughs> I've got to do it a little bit of an adult job here." Oh no! Pop the hood, and there she was. Turns out, cats like to oh, crawl yes, into warm sure. car yep. things. We had that happen to a cat. Dang yeah, it! Yeah, come That's on, tough. Whitey. Yeah, what's wrong with you? And then I have another cat story that I don't think I should tell on the air. Okay. Um, but it, it, does that? And our cat discussion. Yeah, because John has a story. End of the cat discussion. Um, I was given a cat last spring. Okay, I guess we're doing another cat story. Yeah, we got another cat story. Lasted a week. My mom gave me a cat. She got a cat. She decided she didn't want it too too much uh, work. She gave it to me. Uh, I lasted a day, gave it back to my mom. She gave it to somebody else. (sighs) So they are a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Little, I, little young it, cat, kitty cats, jumping up on the lamps yeah. and doing all that. I love no, cats. I wish oh. I could have one now, but it's just, you know. But it's that stage. You need them at the laid back stage where they lay around and do nothing all day. You, you don't need them crawling on the lampshades. And you can't no. ever pick which one isn't going to pee everywhere. Yeah. No. That's the no problem. Choice. I can't handle that. I have a, a sad cat story, too, I guess I can pass along. When I was eh, 20 or so, uh, wasn't allowed to have cats. I was still living with my parents going to yeah. college. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't have cats. And finally, the girl I was dating talked to my dad and mom into letting me get a cat. So she got me a little little kitty for Christmas. You know, just cute a tiny little, little thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, just a cute little thing. Had it for about a day, and all of a sudden, it started walking into walls and Uh-oh. couldn't stand up straight. And, well, it had some weird cat melody that... Uh, baby cats get on occasion. So uh, after spending three months trying to talk my parents into this, we had to oh, put this cat down. You probably had feline it, leukemia or something. It was it was really? something along those lines, yes. Thanks for bringing us down. Yeah, Sean. there. I just oh. wanted, well, you had a sad one, so I, you know, at least she didn't end up in a car. Uh, the two of you have lived uh, dirty lifestyles. Have you ever, uh, what? What? Have yeah. you ever got a cat high? No. No, 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 me neither. No. Me neither. Don't What's do that, that no. to an animal. Yeah. No, I would never do that. What's the Star Wars story, John? <laughs> well, there's a fella who moved with his wife uh, from the Washington, D.C. area down to Texas, and he brought with him his collection. 70,000 items related to Star Wars villain Darth Vader. Just Darth. Just Darth, yep. Okay. His name is Bill McBride, and he uh, moved to the Rio Grande Valley with his wife, Rebecca. He said he started collecting Darth items when he was young and turned what he calls the Vader Vault into a serious collection about 30 years ago. Uh, he thinks, uh, he estimated about five years ago, that he's spent about $270,000. Come on. on what, Which what means was just 300. Over- <laughs> which was just over 60,000 yes. items. Yes. And his collection now has grown to 70,000 items, so I guess maybe you'd put it up to, I don't know, 280, 290. Uh, he's got toys, paintings. He's got unique helmets, of course. It's, of course, it's right. Darth Vader, so you right. have to have the helmets. And other, uh, other items, he said, one, one item he takes particular pride in is an original stage performance helmet from George Lucas's Whoa. Super Live Adventure in Japan. He said it was offered to him by a good friend of mine. He knew it was going to be a good home, so he kind of checked all the boxes off. He gave it to me. It has great sentimental value, and just because of the history behind it, it's probably worth a bit of money. 
Uh, his bride, uh, unfortunately, we don't hear from in this story. I'm kind of curious what she thinks about right, all neither this. Neither does he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we, uh, Do you guys have collections of? Do you collect anything weird that you know? Um, I don't. I have a very girly thing. I collect Fiesta wear, which is a plate plate well, collections from the seventies. That's actually quite common. Dog. Okay. My wife. My our and entire cupboard dolls. is. Our entire cupboard is full of Fiesta wear. My wife also Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Multicolored, every different color. Yep. It's a rainbow of colored plates from... Yeah. Yep. Yep. She yep. loves yeah. them. She and loves they're worth them. money. Is, yes, they are. This nerd's uh, Darth Vader collection, is that worth anything? Well, 270 grand, he said, as of two, of 2015. And he says he's added another 10,000 items since then. I'd like to clear so. up something I said before about cats and AIDS. Um <laughs> Because I did throw that in there and nobody said anything and I was kind of glad, but then I wanted to make AIDS? sure that I wasn't, that nobody was offended and I wasn't making a joke about AIDS. Cats can get AIDS. There you go. Really? I, I don't even remember Feline you saying FIV, that. FIV, but... yes. <laughs> really? Fine, I'm used to that. Um, yes, they can get AIDS. So I wasn't making fun of AIDS. Are we, we're now hearing stories about animals, particularly zoo animals, getting the COVID? Is that yeah, true? Lion, three lions, right? Died over the weekend. Oh or no! Last week from the COVID. Last week, yeah, from COVID nineteen. Yeah. Huh. As opposed to COVID eighteen. I always <laughs> said I draw the line. I'm okay getting COVID. I really don't want it, but I'm okay yeah. getting it. But if I give it to my kitty, that's that's when it's over. That's oh, when I feel terrible. You so, love your kitty. I actually a um, couple of weeks ago I tried to get the COVID so I could get out of that down and dirty nonsense. Oh, no. But <laughs> these stupid shots that they that I have they work. It drives me crazy. Oh, my um, gosh. But back to collections. For I, I know I've I've told you this before, John, but. I have a buddy who had a bit of a uh, problem with the dandy um, in the 80s. What the hell is that? The dandy? Coke. <laughs> and he stopped doing blow. And we've heard about this uh, with guys with cigarettes, right? Instead of uh, spending, you know, the $5, $10, whatever it is per day, sure. they yeah. put that money aside and, and buy something cool with it. Well, what he did is he started buying guitars. Oh, and, nice. And now he has... A room in his house, and it's a big room full of guitars. And they're filled gu with cocaine. No, he doesn't touch the blow anymore, <laughs> no, doesn't wow. do the dandy. Um, but and I'm talking guitars, John, in cases stacked up and, and Not, that are worth, worth money. Uh, we're talking, um, uh, Fender, uh, uh Telecasters from the 50s, yeah. 60s, um, 60s, yeah. uh, Strats. Uh, rare, rare guitars, and then he started collecting Marshalls, and evidently there's a lot of rare Marshall amps out there. Oh, yeah, yes, and he's definitely. he's sitting on a huge, huge retirement. I uh, I have a, a friend who shall remain nameless, who has the same thing in his house with probably 120 guitars, all of them, none of them just run of the mill strats you'd buy in a store. Right, all vintage stuff. Yeah, uh, same same thing with amps, and he calls it. He said he's. I think he's probably seventy now, but he says this is my retirement plan. Yeah, anything goes wrong, I can yeah. sell Does, one of these. Do they and I'm have them insured? Oh yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. Um, I think not only are they insured, is it possible to insure something twice? Because he also is the homeowners too. Uh, but that's mm -hmm. something we don't really talk about or think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's his deal. So every time I, I love watching Antiques Roadshow, every time a guitar comes on, I'll be sitting love there with it. the roommate and I'll say, "That's that's like eight thousand seven hundred fifty dollars." And I'll always, and she's like, "No, it's a stupid, <laughs> it's a beat up, nasty old guitar from the early seventies." I know, no, you just wait. He's got the receipt. He's got the original case, yeah. uh, you, and it always is. These guitars are amazing. Same with yeah. uh, same deal with firearms, old old guns. Yeah. See, now, I, those have value, though. Like, all that stuff has value. I, I want to point out, very quick math, 270,000 items for Star Wars, dude, correct? No, no, no. No, 70, valued at 270. Yes, 70,000 yeah. items. Yeah, that, valued yeah. at 270. That means those items average $3.85 in value a piece. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't do math. You, you'd great. have to sell it That's as a collection then, obviously. Yeah. I, I did about so. 15 years ago. Uh, because I'm a complete geek, started selecting uh, or started uh, collecting some old baseball card sets. So I have three old card sets that are 
well, four actually, 58, 59, 60, and 71, that are worth some money, but you know, I'm not, I can't retire on it, shall we put it that way. But it took me 15 years to do it. I have so. the typical story about baseball and football cards that a lot of people do. Um, yeah. At some point when I moved out of the house in my teens, 20s, whenever it was, they all got thrown away. Yeah. And I'm thinking there had to be some Hank Aarons in there. Uh, anyway, get on the list right now. I'm talking about Aim High Construction, MN.com. They can tackle just about any job that needs doing from roofing, siding, decking, remodels, restorations, brand new construction, even commercial uh, construction. Aim High Construction, they're going to help you with design consultation. If you're thinking about a new kitchen but don't know where to go or your bath or finally finishing off that basement, they're not we're not talking about a bunch of half-assed knuckleheads here. They're a full-service construction company obsessed with quality craftsmanship. They're honest. They work out of Minnesota and Wisconsin. They're, all their work and all their products are guaranteed. Uh, the calendar quite full, so if you're thinking about something, call them right now. Get on the website, aimhighconstructionmn.com. Set up a time. He can come over and give you an estimate. And as prices on materials and uh, other things continue to drop, so does your bid. That's how it works with Aim High Construction. Aim High Construction, MN.com. Okay, uh, McLean, yeah. you, uh, you were on vacation last, not this mm-hmm. weekend, but right. the weekend before. Yes. You went down to West Virginia to visit a prison. And meanwhile, while you were gone, you had sent me some video that I watched of something called the Sally House, a haunted house in... Um, Kansas. And as you know, I'm a bit cynical and I'm like, okay, whatever. You you got your gadgets and all that. But then you played the audio and you told a little story in the video you sent me about how you had set your keys on a ledge by Uh a window and you heard this voice, and I portrayed it as an evil voice this morning on the Jason show. It's a little kid's voice. It's a, it's a little kid's voice. It's a little and girl, because that's who you, haunts the house. You can clearly hear this little girl say, are those your keys? Yeah. That's a part of, uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Dawn at Dark, and listen to that. It's a three-part thing. You have to be patient. Um, okay. What is wrong with you inside of you where... When you hear that, and maybe you have an explanation, how do you not jump up in the air like you're Shaggy from Scooby-Doo and your wheels start spinning and you get the hell out of there and never go back? Well, I don't hear it with my own ears. I'm at home when I'm listening to audio because you listen to it back. We voice record everything we do. I have like 12 hours of audio to listen to from the penitentiary. So in all of these cases, you never actually hear the voices. Sometimes. You Sometimes do. you hear it with your own ears. And you said something about this Sally House that I found quite disturbing, that it could be a ghost, an evil ghost, um, kind of acting like a little girl. Yeah, do, pretending do to be right? a kid. Mm-hmm. The owners of that house, um, the Pickmans, so there was a show called Sightings. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so they went there first back in the 80s. And they investigated this house, and um, they got on camera. This guy had claimed to be, he saw the little girl, the, the husband, and um, he claimed to be sc- being scratched by her and um, pushed, almost pushed down the stairs and all kinds of crazy stuff. They ended right. up moving out. Right. But they, they went there to video, and they got on camera um, scratches appearing on his stomach because he's like, it hurts, it's hurting right now. Ooh. He pulled up his shirt and they filmed it for nine minutes and it appears and bleeds. Three Yeesh. claw marks. So uh, that's heck? not fun. <laughs> so anyway, we went there. Uh, I've been there before. This is my third time there. So that video, there's a three-part video um, on my YouTube channel um, or my website, dawnatdark.com or dawnmcclain.com. And then I just put up a video of where we just went on my YouTube channel, which is Moundsville Penitentiary. Is our guest on the phone? I think so, yeah. MC, are you there? I'm here. Okay, so what I like, you're playing the Kenny role. If Kenny was coerced into doing this, you are a healthy, healthy skeptic, but you go along anyway. First, before we get to the penitentiary, what were your final thoughts on the Sally House? You buying it? Um... The Sally House 
didn't uh, didn't do much for me while I was there. Um, I mean, I kind of saw the history and learned a lot about it. Um, kind of on my way there and beforehand, I did watch that sightings episode. Um, but overall, I, I mean, I thought it was a cool old place. Um, but overall, I didn't feel like we had too much exciting things happen. I mean, you know, a few things happen, but really sell that, that YouTube channel. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Decide for yourself, everybody. Um, but, were you two? Yeah. Were you two alone there? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just us. Do I and have to ask the? Maybe there. Do oh, I have to God. ask the obvious question? <laughs> what is there it? There we go. Kitty, kitty, kitty. I won't go there. Um, okay. No. So, no. The no. Okay. We're paying money no. to be there. We're not. No. And we're very professional. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll buy that. Um, okay, so Sally House, let's be done with that. Uh, what did you discover at this penitentiary? And oh my goodness, the photo. You just look at this place and you go, yep, haunted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just even coming up to the place, I mean, I've seen pictures. I mean, you know, they used it in um, a few TV shows and movies and things like that. But just coming around the corner and seeing this place for the first time <laughs> makes you kind of yeah. uh, lose your breath for a second. You just kind of go, Jesus, look at this joint. I mean, it's 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 like someone dropped in a gothic castle in the middle of a little uh, yeah. blue-collar neighborhood. I mean, it yeah. really is. It's, it's amazing. It's six acres. Yeah, it's... Just the it's building really, itself. I, I, right, exactly. I it's, marvel at the amount of money they made to look make this place look like it does just to be a jail, to be a prison. Yeah. And that it was alone built is by amazing. prisoners in 1866, right after the yeah. Civil War. Oh really? Mm-hmm. In West and Virginia. Yeah, and I think they did that on purpose. They made it look um, creepy and scary, kind of on purpose to kind of deter, uh, you know, unsavory oh. behavior. So um, people would go by and say, "Yeah, you know what? I think I'm not going to do that evil, awful thing that I was thinking <laughs> about. I think I'm just going to let that one slide." So uh, McLean sent me a bunch of pictures when she was down there of the interior. Uh, mm-hmm. That's enough. Just the photo of a cell is enough to scare Kenny straight. I am not. Do- I'm not even doing misdemeanors, man. Because this is bleak. It well, was yeah. shut down because of uh, cruel and unusual punishment. It was only supposed to house like 700 to 800 prisoners, and most of the time it was filled with 3,000. Wow. So each five by seven <laughs> cell had three guys in it. Yeah. Two oh, guys stacking them. Triple okay. stack. And then the one guy had to just lay on the floor on a cot or, or like a bedroll by the toilet. Five by seven. Think about, if you can't picture that, think about a sheet of plywood, four by eight. Basically the same size. That is right. tiny. You don't have to imagine in your mind. You can go to my YouTube channel and uh, we have pictures of the cells in the video. <laughs> and evidently, uh, this was ba- built back in the era in the 1800s when we, uh, the entire country, everybody, hated Native Americans. Oh, my gosh. Wow. This, so it's in Moundsville, West Virginia. And uh, right across the street from this prison is a real... Indian burial mound that's 70 feet tall and 300 feet wide. This is 2000, This is B.C. era. So they dug into it and discovered that two chiefs were buried inside this enormous mound. Uh, the people of that, uh, was it the Adena tribe? Yeah, yep. It's spelled just like Edina, Minnesota. But with um, an A. But think about um, that. They dug yeah. into it. They dug into it, and then not only that, they realized that the whole town that they built on top of this area, that when they started digging for the prison, they found all bones and artifacts. They're right. like, whatever, we'll just who cares? Oh, and then the whole town is built. So the the chiefs were there, and then anybody who died in the tribe, they would just around the mound build out. And there's several mounds in the city, but this one is so big. It's crazy. There's a museum next to it that you can go into. It's pretty fascinating. Now, from what I understand nowadays um, with Indian burial mounds, and we have some up here, you can't even go clean them up. I mean, no. if there's trees growing out of them, you can't even cut the trees Which is down the way it should be. and make it look nice. You know, you can't clean the grounds up and say, here they are, and this looks all presentable and everything. You can't, you can't touch them. 
Yeah. yeah, and you, you stop construction, this. right? If, if anything happens, right. you stop it construction. It kills the construction project, and yeah, uh, yeah and, it, and it won't go forward. No, uh, right. there's some interesting um, Indian burial mounds, I believe, on the east side of the river near downtown St. Paul, oh. near the bluffs. Yeah, very close. Hmm. Okay, um, actually, wow. pretty cl- yeah, um, that you can go visit. So. Uh, when you say that the entire town was built um, on a burial ground, the whole town must be just rife with ghosts and yeah. hauntings and, and everything. I would say so. I'm not sure. We haven't really, I mean, the real goal is to go into that prison. We don't really knock on doors. That would be weird. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would think so. It localized there. Yeah, just closer to that big mound. And it's funny because when we investigate... Uh, MC is on the paranormal team that I'm on, Twin Cities Paranormal Society, by the way. And so a bunch of us went to Moundsville because it is expensive to go to these places and rent them out for a night. You know, private we're talking... In, private investigation, $1,099. Yeah, I'm on their night. website right now. So yeah, we went two day. nights in a row. Goodness. So, um, you know, and then people would cancel and it's just like, dude. Now I have to pay more. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's funny. When we do our investigations at homes and stuff, we kind of always give each other a side eye because everyone thinks that their home has been, uh, they say, it was built on an Indian burial ground, or I heard it was, and we're like, okay. Yeah, every place you know? is built okay. on an Indian burial And, like, that's the only thing that, you know, haunts places. But, you know, you don't see a lot of Native American ghosts. That's what's funny. So uh, anyway, this is truly built on oh, interesting. an Indian burial mound and ground for sure. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff. This prison had riots. One of them lasted for 72 hours. They took nine officers host or I'm sorry, 13 hostages that were officers Three prisoner hostages that were snitches. They killed them right away. Wow. And then they made demands to the governor and said, we want these 13 things. And if you don't give them to us, every per, every officer represents a different demand and we will kill them one by one. Wow. Mm. wow. They yeah. got all of their demands. Good. Their, their biggest demand was a new cafeteria, which I thought was kind of... Really? Yeah. Kind of hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, we'll give you a new place to eat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We well, it up. also had the only place that had central e- heating and air. Right. That's what oh. they wanted. Because, I mean, West Virginia gets hot and cold. Come on. Right. These people are freezing and, you know, going to have cold a heat showers. And, yeah, it's, and there's even an area in the basement where it was like a bona fide dungeon where they would shackle people up to the walls. Um, and they'd be freezing cold down there and kind of just left to freeze to oh. death or worse. So it's, yeah, not a, not a fun place. It would flood, and they'd be in standing water, chained to the wall. Uh, they also yep. had something called Ew. a kicking jenny, if you know what that is. It's no, an old-time torture fun. device. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, some of the wardens there were super, super crazy Killers. They killed many prisoners. This prison has a re- they executed a lot of people there, but it also has prisoner on prisoner death and guards killing prisoners. There are only a thousand documented deaths, but they only started documenting them like in 1930 or something. So mm-hmm. from 1870 or whatever until then, that's when the real torture happened. So free for all. Yeah. As you can imagine, it's it's rife with ghosts. I just Googled, I want you to set the scene here in a second, but um, a kicking Jenny, an inmate is bent over a small table with his arms and legs stretched out and secured to large blocks in the floor. This skin tightened, increasing the damage from every strike of a guard's whip. Oof. Yeah, they use a cat of nine tails, which is like a a flail. You know what I mean? Like a a stick with a bunch of like little. This audience knows what a cat is. Yeah, but not not the fun kind. Not the fun kind. Oh, Lord. (laughs) These are the the ones that shred your skin like paper. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I think that warden killed like nine prisoners or something. I I don't. Probably bragged about it in the cafeteria. Yeah, they got rid of him. And then they made him like sheriff or something. It was weird. Of course. Yeah, so. It's like an old Faulkner book or something. Um, okay, so set the, set the scene. When do you arrive? What do you do? When do you expect action? I want to know what it's like to be on the grounds with your team. How's it go down? Go ahead, MC. 
Okay, well, we all kind of, um, you know, met up beforehand, had dinner at a place where you could smoke inside. Um, <laughs> they were really stoked about that. Really nice. excited about it. We walked in, and they're like, we can smoke here. And, you know, if you're not a smoker, that's really great, great news. Um, <laughs> we're like so, our clothes reek. <laughs> right. So we endured an hour and a half of that. Um, the non-smokers have to go stand outside. Yeah. I love I it. I was ready to turn around and just go to Wendy's, but whatever. Um <laughs> So, yeah, we sat through an hour and a half of that, but then we all just kind of load in. Um, we got there. You know, we all have our nerdy uh, equipment with us. Yeah. Um, we ended up getting a tour. So you end up getting kind of a um, down-and-dirty tour, a paranormal tour, where uh, this guy kind of walks you through some of the, the hot spots of the prison and kind of gives you probably more info than you really want. I mean, just some really gory, uh, horrible, sure. horrible stories. Um some things that, I mean, I, I don't cringe easily, but some of the stuff he was talking about that happened oh my gosh. made me just go, holy Hannah. I mean, it's just yeah. like just rough stuff. Um, and then we just kind of uh, broke into groups and just said, hey, I'm going to go into the chapel. Hey, I'm going to go into the, the north block. I'm going to go here and there. And we would just kind of separate. It's a, it's oh a big boy. enough prison. We had about four or five groups of like three or four each. And you couldn't really hear each of the other groups. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, so when you go and you set up to kind of sit and kind of talk into the dark, which is really what kind of what we end up doing, um, you don't hear anything other than our own um, dumb questions and voices. And, um, yeah, and so we would just meet up after an hour, kind of, uh, you know, charge batteries or, you know, swap batteries out and things like that, and then just kind of say, okay, now we're going to go down to the, mm-hmm. the basement or the torture room or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the shower area or whatever, and just kind of do that for, um, you know, for the duration of the night. And what's crazy is, you know, we got there at 9. By the time we were done with our tour, it was about 10, 30, 11. So from 11 until about 5 in the morning, we have kind of free reign of the prison. I mean, there are some areas you can't go into, but for the most part, you're just kind of let loose in this place and to kind of do what you want. Um and you'd think, God, that just seems like a long time, but it, it flies by. It's mm-hmm. really strange. I would think, God, I'm going to be super exhausted, super tired. By the time we left, I was like, oh, God, I mean, we could have probably done another couple, but, you know, it's time to go. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, like Don said, uh, you don't really hear a whole lot while you're there. I mean, you know, we have our meters and stuff light up, and that gets us pretty excited. But you don't necessarily hear, like, these whispers or ghosts or anything like that. Right. However, yeah. um, the second night we were um, oh, near God, this. You went back for more. Jesus. Yeah, so yeah. There, there were only small, like six of us, right? Right, or six five of us that, that stayed up. You know, maybe a half of the group uh, was there for the second night. And um, Don, uh, myself, and Neil, another guy on our team, were kind of in this area where this um, white supremacist gang leader uh, was housed. And um, I mean, just personally, uh, you know, Don was in the cell talking to this. Um, guy named red who was a a gang leader my friend was watching this um camera and i was kind of in between the two of them and she's got her own stories but while i was standing there and they were kind of talking in between them talking back and forth i just heard a laugh oh like out loud with my naked ear i've just kind of heard a really yeah and it kind of just i mean i don't scare easily but it made the you know the hairs on my neck just dart up and you know in terror i'm like okay so that did you guys hear that but that made a believer out of you. It had to. Well, yeah. I mean, I had a, I had something else happen earlier this year that kind of um, made me kind of go, well, maybe there's something to this. <laughs> um, okay. I, I've got so many things going through my mind right now. First sure. of all, back at the Sally house, Dawn, you talking to the ghost is just straight up creepy. That really, really <laughs> bothered me. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I, uh, what, what, what's that, MC? She's a pro at it. I mean, it's like it's she like, is talking. Like there's someone actually there talking to her. Yeah, there is. And you, <laughs> and you yeah, and, and you play along with it like it's okay. Yeah, it's, you know, it's fine. It's, uh, okay. We all do it though. He he asks questions. I mean, I do. You know, yeah. I I edit videos to feature me because it's my channel. <laughs> right. um, but you know, we get a lot of activity from uh, anywhere from it turning the flash loves to turn the flashlight on and off. I can kind of I'm kind of the flashlight 
um, the mistress of the flashlight. Ooh, that oh. doesn't sound good <laughs> at all. <laughs> Strike that. Sick. Reverse it. You're a so, sick person. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you can see this on my I'm on the video I posted. Uh, by the way. Don at Dark, my YouTube channel, uh, of Moundsville, because I have some cool equipment where I ordered this thing that was, um, it's basically registering EMF, which is electromagnetic fields. That's what the ghosts use the uh, magnetism and the electricity to manifest themselves. That's how we measure our are ghost hunting really. So I got this cool thing that's called a tripwire and it has these little sensors all over it and it looks like Christmas lights. So I'm sitting in the wheel, which is the intake, basically like the a hotel, you know, the revolving right. door. Right, they right. had one, but it was powered by people a long time ago in the basement and then they finally got a motor. But anyway, so I'm sitting in the wheel and I have those strung up all around me. And right away, I'm getting flashlight activity. It's it's answering my questions. I'm like, turn it off. It turns off right away. You oh. can see that on the video. Oh turn it back God. on. Um, and then I'm begging this thing, whoever it is, to turn to make these lights blink. Because when they're near, it'll turn different colors. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, listen, don't just turn on the flashlight. Make those light up. I paid $240 for those so please, don't just turn on the you're, flashlight. You're bitching at the ghost? I'm like, listen, I, this flashlight is great, but can you please make it worth my while? And guess what? You'll have to watch the video. Wow. <laughs> what a teaser. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was very excited, so let's just say that. I want to address something to John. You've seen a horror movie before, right? When well, MC sure. was, was describing what they do when they get there and they split up and go their own separate ways... That's that's the opening scene of every horror movie. Yeah, ever yeah made. of course, of that's, course. That's when the bad things start happening. There's no. I, I watched Don's video and when the voice you heard the voice. Yeah. Even you said you don't hear it live sometimes, but you hear it recorded. Yeah. Even at that point, if I heard it recording, I'd get up out of the room and run away just because. <laughs> MC, I can't imagine what you guys do. Yeah. Are doing. MC, when you heard that laugh, what the hell was wrong with you? Why well, didn't not you run? scream and run? You gotta yeah, run for why, your life. Why not? <laughs> the whole point. I mean, that would be a wasted trip. I mean, that was the whole point of going there. We want some some of this crazy stuff to happen. Because he so was like, recording, so yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like hoping that it shows up later on. We're you know just I mean? a little so, tired right now. We don't want to listen to the audio yet. But look, <laughs> right? Yeah, we can give it give it a month or so. Yeah, I think it's these uh, it, it, these repeated ghost hunting episodes that have turned you into what you are now, where you just have these visions and conversations and you you thought one weekend when mc was out of town this this ghost followed you home from a, a place and you had to kick him out of the house see this is what's going to happen mc you're not going to be able to shake these they're going to follow you home <laughs> well speaking of shaking sometimes yeah. when he's down in our basement and he is laying on the futon taking a nap in his office he'll be woken up by somebody something just shaking the whole thing yeah it'll feel like someone is pressing down on the futon because, you know, uh, Don takes a nap kind of early in the day because of her early uh, schedule. So sometimes if I'm a little tired, I'll just head downstairs. and Yeah, and then I'll sometimes lay down for maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, and I'll feel something, I don't know what it is, kind of pushing down on me. Great. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. I'm <laughs> great. He gets up. You, yeah. brought, you brought him home. That's just great. Well, I don't yeah. know what it is. I know that it's in there because I can feel it. And it's been, you know, I used to be able, this has happened all my life. I know when there's something in the room, but I always used to be able to just go, I'm going to sleep, leave me alone. And then not even care and just go to sleep. It has yeah. really been scary for me. And MC knows this. I have woken yeah. up in tears just like, or not gone to sleep because I'm terrified. And I don't know why it's changed. And it makes me mad. So I know why, and so does your mom. We both know why. Get yourself to mass. What I, the hell? That's so funny because I actually went this weekend. Yeah. I oh. did. I haven't okay. been in a long time, and I, I was scared, and I'm like, I'm going to go to church. I have to go to church. Okay, good. So Good. Um, so what else with the prison? What were your final, after two days, what, have, what did you guys conclude? Oof. Um... I think there's some stuff there. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's we had some, you know, we had weird stuff happen. I mean, there was even a point where we weren't recording. We were just on our way back to the kind of like the main 
area where everyone met up, and we heard a weird dog bark, which I thought was strange because it's in the middle of the prison, and it sounded like it was right there. And then we actually played it back. This was on my friend, you know, our our team member Neil's recorder, and he actually had the ability to play it back right away. And sure enough, there's this weird dog bark. And it doesn't and so sound he, like it's coming from outside. There's right, an echo yeah. to it, like it's within the prison. Yep. And yeah. what's, what's great about that, I'm sorry to jump in here, but no, um, in the lobby, they're playing a new video because there's a gift shop in a lobby to this. They sell tickets. They, they oh. give tours during the day. Anybody can oh. go and take a tour. So they have a new video playing of, you know, they had a lot of German shepherds there. They had one dog that they put up on the roof because the prisoners on the fourth floor found a way to escape through the, um, the vent system. Sure. So they put a dog up on the roof. And so nobody wanted to escape anymore. The prisoners from below in the yard would taunt the dog, and it would bark, bark, bark. They have video of that dog barking, um, and they don't have the video of this, but apparently they were throwing food up there, and the dog jumped off. So the dog died in the prison yard, and I think that's the dog. Oh, I think it's that dog. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it wasn't uh it wasn't uh, we didn't hear the video from where we were. We were far enough away that there was no way we were hearing that video. So it was just really this weird isolated kind of two sharp barks and we were like, "What the hell?" You know, so yeah, so there might huh. be a, a ghost dog there, um but I mean there's constantly noises and stuff. I mean the place is a noisy, creaky right. old place. So some of that stuff obviously can be attributed to you know, changes in temperature because there's a lot of doors open and getting sure. cold in the evening. So, yeah. you know, stuff shifts. But but you'll um, hear a cell door slam shut. Yep. You'll hear footsteps um, where mm-hmm. there shouldn't be, things like that. So, Did you see um, anything? I didn't see anything. I was hoping I'd see a shadow or something because you kept you keep hearing about that, how you see heads poking out of cells and things like that, you know, black shadow figures. Um, I didn't. Um that doesn't mean our cameras didn't catch anything, you know, because we're not just constantly watching that. We're kind of talking and just kind of letting the cameras run. Um, so hopefully in the next month or so when we start looking at this stuff, we'll we'll see something. But I didn't see anything kind of with my, you know, with my own eyes. But And unfortunately, we did not catch this on video, but the most – there was a session we did with uh, in the cell of red red was the head of the aryan brotherhood gang that mm-hmm. mc was talking about Uh oh yep <laughs> ross just gave me a thumbs up to that yeah, yeah. don't worry um so uh, we were in there and i had the christmas light thing the tripwire i just put it all over my body you know and i said really? touch my hair because he likes women obviously and um and so my meter went my meter I was holding, my K2 meter, was going all the way to red and just staying there. And I was so excited showing the video. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I'm like, can you touch my hair? And the light that was right underneath my hair, that is the one that was lighting up a different color and just blinking. <laughs> and then I'm like, touch my shoulder. And it would blink over on the other side. And then it was just lighting up all over my body. But you didn't yeah. feel it. No, I didn't feel it. Nope, nope. And it was just the response I got from that session was the probably the most amazing evidence I've ever encountered that I forgot to hit record on the camera. So well, well we're not we're you not really sure screwed up. Did it or if I if I screwed it up? It I doesn't matter. It it's right, something I it's, do all the time. I forget to hit. I'm like, oh, it's recording, but I really just shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just believe was, me, it happened. It was nuts. Yeah, anytime you she was asking a question, not only would her meter kind of light up, mine would as well. I was maybe three feet away in the actual hallway because you know these cells are small. We don't want to pack too many people in there. Right. And yeah, I mean, every time she said something, this thing changed, and then it would go back to green, which is like normal. Are you so guys not, it was fluctuating? It was weird. Are you of the opinion that if they wanted to be seen, they could? How's that work? I don't know if it's us. Like, I don't know if it's me that I can't see them. I have blocked that ability. Or if it's them. What do you think? I I don't know. I mean, I think for the longest time, I mean, I've been um, investigating ghosts. I don't even want to say professionally, but like for eight years, um, ten years, kind of I have a side group that I was doing stuff with. Um, I felt like I was ghost repellent, honestly, because I would for years get nothing. I would sit and listen to hours and hours of audio 
and hear absolutely nothing other than my stupid voice and my dumb questions. For nine years, you guys. Right. And then, like, this summer or early this fall, um, some stuff happened that made me go, okay, now Yeah, we're, like them we're saying something. your name on the camera. Yeah. Which was, <laughs> You've got that? That'll, that'll uh-huh. do it. Yeah, I'll yeah. put that video up, too. It's actually a private residence uh, that we investigated. I have a... Um, I have a montage of all the uh, EVPs, the voices that I yeah, caught on a camera, yeah. and then we have some video as well of him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm setting something up, and this thing just kind of gets close to this camera that records audio, and you just hear it say my name in the mm. kind of this weird really grumble. close to the camera yeah. audio, like MC, like MC. <laughs> Get yep. out. I mean, they might as well have, but, you know, we're too dumb to notice and just stayed there anyway. But, huh. Yeah, it was, uh, it was my first thing. I am, uh, this is disturbing. Um, so have you listened to the audio? I know when you, when you get back from one of these missions, Don, you spend hours and hours and hours listening and editing and isolating. Have yeah. you done that for uh, this one yet? I have not. Um, it's a daunting task to look forward to. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. because we also have another in- real investigation that isn't for fun. It's really with TCPS, and that is next weekend, right? Yep, next Friday. Yeah, Good so Friday. we already have or something coming up. Friday. Yep. And we will have a hard deadline because the people, we do a reveal for the family. Um, so now, we gather our evidence. We'll have a lot to do. <laughs> re- refresh my memory. Um, when we talked about we talked about this, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, and you were at a private residence and you think one of these things followed you home. Um, was this a case where you had asked the ghosts or the spirits or, or whatever to leave the place? Oh, um, and does that work? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I have a different opinion on that than some people. Well, let yeah. me hear what you have to say. I want to hear both of you. Okay, so our team does clearings. We have a spiritual advisor. He goes through and sages your house, and he does a, a, a ceremony really to um, ask the spirit to go to the light, essentially, and leave. Yeah. Um, or just stop bothering them which i think is that that's what's happening um he sees spirits so oh. that's his gift right i personally don't believe that we have the power as human beings to do that controversial okay. statement right. sorry <laughs> team i don't believe it because when you think about it let's say a ghost has been around since 1820 right. and all of a sudden we come in and we go go to the light and they go, what light? And they turn around and go, oh, there, there's a light back there. Oh, thanks a lot. I mean, it seems a little contrived to me and also not something that we have the power to do. Right. Well, uh, that makes me respect this even more, the fact that as... We have different, different opinions. At, yeah, as paranormal investigators, or we would call them ghost hunters, you have a good, healthy dose of skepticism, even though this is personally affecting your life and your sleep and everything else and now you're you're home uh i I think that makes this more legit john what do you think yeah definitely yeah Uh, because if it was just somebody you know uh, lecturing us on this it would be you know right not not as not as uh believable and uh, probably a lot less exciting (laughs) I would would also like to add, though, that we have a great success rate. Like, rarely do people call back. We check up on people and we go, is everything okay with you? And they go, it's completely stopped. Right, MC? I mean, that's happened so many times. So who am I to say that it doesn't work? I think that just to be acknowledged and to have someone talk to them is what they want. They want you to know, know, I'm grandma and I'm still here watching you. And if we say, hey, Maureen... Just all you need to do, don't scare your grandchild, okay? And then they stop doing it. They kind of understand if we talk to them. Yeah, or we say, just don't bother them anymore. How am I? Some people actually want them to stay. I mean, once yes. they kind of get an idea of what, what it is and that it's not malevolent or whatever, they're like, no, that's fine. We don't need you to clear so, it. And I'm putting air quotes up. But So you want your great, great aunt looking at you as you're, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. No, not at all. Yeah, no, neither do I. I don't I don't want 
Well, uh, maybe you can just, if, if your great great aunt is haunting your house, we can come in and say, don't watch them get busy. You could just look, go in the other room, please. Here, yeah. As a matter of fact, in my home, we're putting plastic on the windows, and we had a big debate yesterday <laughs> about whether or not we should close the shade on the laundry room where all of my clothes are and where I get dressed and undressed every day. Yeah. And it's a it's a window that faces a field that nobody can see, and I'm like, you know, maybe I want the window closed. And it's like, well, nobody's ever going to be in your backyard looking you at you. You don't think so, but, but uh, yeah, maybe one but, of those meth heads will but, stumble right, around back right. there. So <laughs> if I'm uncomfortable with that, the fact that a ghost might be watched, that makes me even more uncomfortable. We've definitely I mean, had cases, right, MC? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd be really uncomfortable if they're watching you and they're laughing and you hear it. I mean, but <laughs> oh, hopefully oh, that's not happening. That's, um, that's, uh, <laughs> that was hurtful, MC. Uh, that, was, that was hurtful. You threw a softball up. I had to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that all you got to work with? <laughs> that's it. So far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Believe me, I'm hearing those voices in my head yeah, anyway. It's just <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, so uh, you've got a, another one planned for this weekend. It's a local residents that they have contacted you. Is that how that yeah, – and how does con- this work, by the way? If somebody thinks that they have a haunting in their home and it's driving them crazy, what yeah. do they do? So, yeah, so we have um, on our website, tcpsmn.org, um, we have like a help uh, email address and an info email address. So either way, either of those email addresses go to everyone on our team. So we will get emails from folks that say, hey, this is happening at my house. Uh, what do I do? I need help. Um, some of them are pretty well um, structured sentence-wise and stuff like that. They'll actually make sense. Other times it's like a fever dream that people are having. and They're, they're dropping like a one-paragraph, no-punctuation message to us, and you're like, okay. Well, um, if you if you printed it out, it would be two full pages without right. function. We're like, oh, boy. No capital letters, nothing. You know what I mean? It just looks like constant <laughs> typing and, you know, misspellings and stuff like that. That God might be the ghost it. itself. If doing you want it. us to right. take you seriously, run it through a spell check. Yeah, just maybe have someone read it back, you know. Um, um, yeah. But so, no, so we'll, we'll look at it. We look at everything, and um, we have someone that kind of just responds. It's typically our our team lead that will say, hey, you know what, if you're interested, give me a call and we'll discuss it. Um, I would say nine times out of ten, they'll drop these emails to us, we'll respond and say, hey, give us a call, and we never hear back from them. Yeah, it's like oh. they just Some, wanted to tell a story or... Yeah, yeah, and I don't, yeah, so so we'll have that, but let's say, you know, everything checks out, they call us back, we'll actually um, schedule a time to go out and meet with them at their property and, you know, just kind of talk about what's happening in a little more detail, see the place and see if it's um, a candidate for an investigation. Um, we, we don't typically investigate, like, apartment buildings and stuff like that because right. there's just too much noise yeah. and stuff happening there. But, um, like, private residences, businesses and things like that, we can go in there and do it. And if we say, hey, yeah, you know, it sounds like we should come in and investigate, um, we will uh, schedule it. We'll have a handful of us go out there. And we'll spend, um, you know, five, six hours um, in the dark uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, the, the analogy I got when I first joined the team was, you know, you think, wow, do you guys get stuff every single time? Well, and I can tell you from nine years of experience, no, you sure don't. But it's, it's like fishing in a very poorly stocked lake. You, know, sure. you throw your line out yep. and you probably aren't going to get anything. And again, we're only there for five or six hours. A lot of these TV shows that people are watching, right? Um, like on Travel Channel, they're there for weeks, and oh. they'll get a couple of little noises and maybe a little weird uh, figure that they see. Um, but that's that's it. It's so two weeks of material, right? Yeah. Exactly. They're sifting through two weeks of stuff. Two weeks of let's face it, nothing happening. And I'm sure some of that stuff is uh, manufactured just to keep them on the air. Um, but, but yeah, so then we, we go in, we investigate, we take our stuff back. And like Don was saying, we will sit and listen to, uh, audio, um, uh, recordings. We will watch our footage back and then just see what we have, kind of bundle it together and say, here's what we found. If there is anything, we put together a full report saying, here's where we were, here are the different locations we sat in, here's what we found. And here's kind of our conclusion. Uh, do we think there's something paranormal going on or not? 
Um, I, we we did one at an um, an antique store in Northeast Minneapolis, and um, they were convinced that this place was haunted. And I was kind of the team lead on or the lead on that investigation. And I came back. Um, I mean, I was in full skeptic mode, but I just had to come back and say we didn't have anything happen. And okay. this lady was was not happy with me. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. like ang- like angry, like I was calling her a liar. I'm like, I'm not calling her a liar. I'm saying in the time that we were there, right. nothing happened. But she was just like, okay, well, hey, thanks, right. thanks, kind of ushering me out the door. I'm like, no, I, I no. like your analogy. It's fishing. It's hunting. It's it's everything I do. You know, right. so, some days it's there, and some days you just sit there, and nothing happens. Uh, exactly. What's that website again? TC, is it T? Go ahead. You tell uh, uh, me. TCPSMN.org. MN.org. Yeah. We had a better one, but a porn site. Uh, got it yeah. out from under us. Oh, we yeah. let the yeah, we let the domain lapse, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a Russian porn site for a while. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right, thanks well, for coming on. Yeah, this has been really fascinating. My pleasure. Thank, thank you very much, MC. Oh, um, my pleasure. Got, <laughs> um, like I work at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so I have three websites here: uh, tcpsmn.org, Dawn at Dark on YouTube, and that's that's the word at right, not the symbol yeah, at. Yep. And then I'm looking at at you on your very own website, dawnatdark.com. Yep. I have some EVPs on there, voices to listen to. It works best. I it's supposed to be for mobile. I hate saying this, but I'm working out the kinks on that. So just look at it on a PC, and you'll be able to find more stuff. Okay. Hit the music, Ross. Let's get out of here. I'd like to thank everybody for listening uh, once again to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. We actually did two news stories, um, but obviously (laughs) the interesting stuff was Don and uh, MC talking about ghosts. Again, go to tcpsmn.org. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.